I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what, I'd love to do a one-man show about my relationship with Jonathan, you know, from a 12-year-old kid seeing this guy. do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, so I said this at the end of the, after that podcast, when he mentioned that in the podcast, I said at the end of the night, you know, do you want to, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a one-man show. Does that get your, your you know, your approval and, and like a retrospect of, of, you know, your life and our, our friendship and working relationship? And with, you could with call it the amazing Jolison. <laughs> something or something else. Yeah. <laughs> Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt. This is kicking back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. All right, this is kicking back episode. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're like we are so professional yeah, we're at so, kicking back. We're it's... so uh, on. In to- what, what episode do you think this might be? I would say. It's I the one know. after Akamal. Yeah, whatever that is. 11 <laughs> right. maybe? Uh, and of course, know. it's James here and... And Joel. Joel. Welcome back from overseas. Likewise. Yeah. We, we, we As Aussies, we travel a bit, don't we? We do. Where did yeah. you go? To the States. And I went to the Philippines. Yes. Which is a very American Asian destination. It is. We both had the American accent to deal with. We do. And American food. Yes. What else? Well, it's like the world really now. America's taken over, you know. The empire has, you know, travelled across all borders. I've seen how far American cultures infiltrated. I was standing in the immigration line and the lady in front of me had a fan and she was, you know, fanning her face just to get a cool breeze but i couldn't help but notice her fan was sponsored by burger king <laughs> and the irony, oh, the irony like if you didn't eat the yeah. burger king food you probably wouldn't need well, the fan most of the people that eat burger king are overweight and sweat when they eat so that would be a description of this lady hence the fan yeah so um i also saw some great t-shirts i'm just going to get straight into you the, love the t-shirt i do is, is it boring no no, no i, I can skip it if you'd i'm rather. always fascinated to see what t-shirts have been uh, well i saw one that was okay it was um i'm not trying to be difficult it just comes naturally and I was wondering what would possess someone to wear that. Mm. Like they've got this difficult disposition that they're kind of proud of. Is it humorous or just sad? Just sad. Yeah, mainly the people that wear shirts that have writing like that on it. It's, they should just have written on a I'm sad. And then I did see a very nice T-shirt on the side of the road. Young gentleman, quite s- slim mm. and of average looks, let's just say. Okay, okay I'm being kind. Yes. I'll start working out when I quit looking so damn good. Mm. Well, yeah, that's um, once again, I'm sad. <laughs> right. Could, could easily be replaced with that. I it's tend like to pers- go for uh, the non-logo stuff. Yeah, yeah, likewise. It's like a personalised Except number for plan. when you're wearing Lacoste. Yes. Is that right? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like this. You can cover that up. There was this weird crocodile went into a store once and said, I'd like a shirt with a man on the logo. Yes. <laughs> Did you write that? No, oh, uh, yeah. it's a dad joke. Oh, Just right. passing it down. I've got, I've got another dad joke on uh, Lacoste. These um, two uh, backpackers, Irish backpackers, go um, go camping in, in the Kakadu, and they see this guy that's uh, who slept on the edge of the billabong, and he was eaten all the way up to his neck. And he goes, "Hi, look at these people. They've even got Lacoste sleeping bags." <laughs> I love it. Every time I see the little crocodile, I think of those shoes, Crocs. Right. And I can't think of a good reason for those shoes to exist. No, no. Unless you're a, unless you're a organic, um, dirty, uh, 
<laughs> the organic dirty hippie. Well, uh, and that's I got lots of hippie friends. But I've and, seen him in really can... high class places. It was a, a great store in Nice. Right. A full on Crocs store had like um, big. My my daughter actually got some huge, tall pink Crocs boots. Oh, but really? It was they, for the diversified into boots. Have they well, she, boots? she you know works with horses and yeah. stuff. So do they have holes in the bottom like the? No, Crocs do? no that okay. would be very impractical. That would defeat the purpose. You could, what, you could wade in water though, and it would be you know self draining. You could. So as um, per usual, we have. No show structure today. No show structure. Uh, so what do we want to talk about? Well, while we're on the idea of uh, talking about fashion on that topic, what are your thoughts on hipsters? I see quite a lot of them. I, see them all the I time. have to be careful because many of them serve my food and beverage. Yes. So they they're quite often found in coffee shops. Yes. And uh, they have. I actually I quite like the the cool stuff. I like the the books. I like the surfboards i like the style i like the way they serve coffee i like mm-hmm. the the um the almond milk and the mm-hmm. sprouted bread so i guess i'm thankful for you, them you, you like hipsters i'm not a, a hipster no no uh and i but i do sort of coexist with them in my environment yes and then yes. i know people who are hipster like but would not identify as being a hipster yeah yeah but apparently the culture is that they Try really hard to look like they're not trying very hard. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. It's yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into looking like that. But I think but, what they deliver to the world is pleasing. Uh, yeah, to well, the I don't know. I, I don't find the tight pants very pleasing. You know, I've seen some comics, like hipster comics, get on stage and they're wearing these tight, like, and um, are they up, like, rolled up around like the calves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some of them have been cut off like that. You know, they made you know like a few inches, like Steve Urkel well, pants. When I was in Santa Monica, I saw the the, stri- this, um, the skateboarding culture look just like they are in Manly here. Yeah, yeah. They had like um, camel coloured, tight, stretchy three quarter pants. Right. Uh, fluoro, fluoro frames for their glasses and. Yeah. They a lot of them have beards and stuff. Yeah, now. like the Ned Kelly look. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder if wonder where tattoos are going. It seems that there was a lot of tattoos, and now it's kind of going to be cool not to have tattoos. Well, you know, I was, I've always looked at these different fashions that have come and go, and tattoos became really popular, and getting the armbands and everything. But see, with a with a dodgy fashion, someone can just put on a different hat change their hairstyle, but a tattoo is so permanent. It's a commitment. I like that, though, because they're going to regret that in future <laughs> of some dodgy fashion, you know, that they've committed to, and there's no getting around. It's like growing a big beard and well, calling yourself yeah, a hipster. like tattoo removal, but it looks yeah, and it's difficult. So, and it's very expensive and very painful. And Better so, not to put it process. on. So, you know, I, I'm off of tattoos if they mean something to you, but people that just go into a store go, oh, yeah, I'll get that one of a, of a, of a dolphin and a rose. You know, it's like, and it means nothing. I've picked it out of a book. Uh, that I think, uh, I think you should think a little more about this. You know? I saw them in a, a movie called Divergent. They, were, they put on tattoos, right? And they had like some machine just sort of goes in on the body and just like, and it was Cleans done, it, right? Just like yeah. that, like oh, well. no to add it. Odd, but because I think even yeah. getting them is painful. Yeah, it's going to be um yeah for all the tattoo shops. I think people would make a lot of money if they just opened up next door tattoo removal. Speaking of all this tattoo, it reminds me of that show Fantasy Island. Oh, uh, yeah, the plan, boss, the plan. Yeah. 
And We've just lost all of our young listeners. Yes. Just like all, well, well, we, by we all lo- of them. We both lost, of them. We lost <laughs> Greg. Hey, Greg. We, we, we lost Hadou too. We did, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it was no very, good. very sad. <laughs> Th- thanks for bringing the show to that um the, to that point, James. It's a moment of silence for Tadu, and that's a shame that you know he was he now. I know it's derogatory the word the word midget. Apparently, well, is isn't derogatory. there a better word to? Well, well no, because it's small people, I think, is is the little correct... people. Little... No, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I don't, don't want to be mean. No, to... no, 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 no. But I think because dwarf and because I th- I always thought midget was all right because a midget was normal proportioned, right? Yeah. But and I had a friend of mine, um, Atura, in the states, and he was classified as a midget, and he referred to himself as a midget. But apparently... oh, but hang on, people who refer to themselves as stuff get completely different rules than other people because <laughs> yeah. I know that some some uh, minority groups refer to themselves with words that when other people say it are completely inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like me. I can call myself a... Uh, well, like uh, rappers yeah. of certain denomin- certain styles. Like, uh, well, what rappers would they be, James? Well, you know, <laughs> be like, a derogatory term. I'm not going there. <laughs> we, we do carry an explicit label. We do. But, but, I, but we have a level but, of um, respect. Absolutely, and and, and I and you know like that's the thing. Traveling to different places, the cultural differences are fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Where you, and if you spend long enough somewhere, you start to get used to it. Sure. Uh, like every meal from from a fast food place in the Philippines comes with rice, mm-hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken with rice, so it's equivalent McDonald's of with rice. Yeah. The other thing that was really interesting and becomes normal is that almost everywhere you go and order something. Something's not available, out of stock, not available. Don't have. Well, at least you know it's fresh then. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like heavily processed, but maybe the truck didn't arrive. Oh, you know, right. So like, this I isn't think like that, food. It's like I think oh, it points it. more to logistics and infrastructure is not as smooth as in other cultures. Right. right. You know, like they just don't have certain things on. Like something runs out, that's it. So you don't have any petrol now. It's like you could that. go to a pizza hut and not have pizza. Really? Yeah, they might run out of pizza. Wow. But they, because maybe the bases aren't there, yeah. or you, you, um, McDonald's will run out of burgers, etc. So it's very interesting. Or you go through the whole online form and they say they deliver, and then they call you up to say they don't have this, they don't have that, and we don't deliver there. This is a, this is a very uh, arduous process just to get everything pizza. is hard, everything yeah. is hard, even and to have food you don't want to eat is difficult. And that brings up that, that reinstates your appreciation of Australia when you return, right? Oh, like you know, like when I was in Russia. You know, that was incredible, fascinating. But coming back to Australia, it's like, man, we got a good. We, we have so we have easy good, in this country. So big shout out to all the people who live somewhere other than Australia. Yes, come and visit us. Not literally our house or yeah, whatever, but, but the nice country. Place here, you know, yeah. they, they can, you can. You got a board, you could lend them. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I've got too many spare boards. One or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. D- tell me, uh, have you got any famous comedians lined up for future episodes? Future episodes. Any interests? Any, well, any um, call out? We have put it. We put a public acceptance. We've got to put a public request for. Where are we up to? Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We got Arnie. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. We'd like to have on the show. Yeah. So Arnie, if you're listening. Yep. Get in touch. Come on, get down here. <laughs> Do it now. And then we have, uh, and I'm visioning it, so it has to come true. I'm vi- yeah. visioning yeah. this happening. And we would like to have 
Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bruce, the boss. The boss. I'd like to have Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, yeah. He, I think he's he's good. I he, like his... Did, did I, uh, this photo of Ricky, i got to show you. This isn't going to make any sense. Maybe we can put this up. Yeah, we uh, could. There's we a could. photo of Ricky that I... Uh, that I found the other day that actually that we'll Ricky, put this on the website that, that yeah. Ricky posted. <laughs> He's a very ha- handsome picture. <laughs> I think I saw a tweet of his saying that he would still use words like the c word. He actually mentioned the word I won't and yes. take ugly pictures of him in the bath. If you don't like <laughs> it, don't follow. Don't follow. Yeah, well, you know that how I do that routine about the c word. How I don't use it like regularly, but. I I use it in the context of that it shouldn't be an offensive word. It's if you know the male anatomy is not offensive to be referred to. Why should the female? When essentially it's linguistically sexist, you know, to refer to it. But I don't go around using the word flippantly. But I went and saw some comics uh, during the Sydney Comedy Festival just mm-hmm. to see what's out there. Well, you know, and every that's like the new buzzword. Like literally three times. At minimum, three times throughout each person's act, would they drop that? Really? And it was like, wow, what is this? And Jamoan had been to see some shows the week before, and he said to me, yeah, everybody's using it now. And then I went and saw it, and sure enough, everyone's using it. And it's like, yeah, all right, well, well done, but come on, let's, uh, let's step it up a bit. Well, my, um, by the way, I was just wondering, is there a gag at the end of that? No, there's no gag. Oh, is, no, I'm, was, I'm, I'm not doing gonna, my routine. No, I'm making a point I here. thought I'm you were going to switch to a different C oh, word. Really? No, no, yeah, no. How dare they use the word casual in yeah, a conversation? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, how so. Dare, how dare they say I can't do that? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing my acting coach told me. Yeah. He said that if you have to use swear words, then that's a crutch and you're, you're leaning on something because you can't express yourself yeah, properly. Sure. To the the audience through your mannerisms and actions and and other. However, the methods. word you know, if you say fuck, that gets the attitude across. It's concise. It's bam, done. People know where you stand. Yeah, you know, and, and I like that word. I think I think that's. It's, but excessive but, swearing. I've, no, 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 not excessive. But you drop it in when you like. You, you that's right. Like like I'm not saying that you can't use it. Yeah. What we're what we're saying is that excessive if, use. If you're overusing it, yeah, it yeah, becomes. Sure. T- Tiresome, yeah. yeah, and it means you're falling back on something. It, I'll give you the analogy. It's like a salesperson who uses discount right. as a as a way to express themselves. It basically removes any need for them to be professional, to have a high standard, to to solve people's problems because they can just rely on the old. Oh, I'll give you a, a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in in other context. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. <laughs> this is great. We're, we're, we've got the setups to all of our um, pieces here, but Set up, no we just payoffs. need the payoffs. We've got to do the payoffs and then so that's the motto. I think them. that's the motto of this show. As we were talking just before we recorded, we were talking about this show, and I think the description of it being a rudderless ship. <laughs> just, well, it will you, said it, you said it. And then we don't have any specific direction. I said, yeah, well, it's like it's a rudderless ship. Yeah, and it is. is it, well, get on board the rudderless ship look and out. see, see look where at, we you go. You don't know what's going We just happen. might end up just going in circles. You never know. And, and have we heard from our old guests? Do we know what they're up to um, with their newfound fame and fortune? Oh, from having done this? Yeah, well, Steve Byrne, who no yep. one will have like listened to. Because that's, that's the, the shortest the, episode. That's the, uh, the last have. episode. What we'll do is we'll actually drop a little track from that podcast in... Hey, mate. Hey, buddy. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you. Okay, cool, cool. I can hear you all right. Good. Um, Steve will be with us in a minute. Oh, good. 
I think um, I think Steve's got that work. Um, can, uh, Does that work? Can you hear Steve if he's if he's talking? Yes, I can. You can hear you can hear him loud and clear. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that works. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, so James, this is Steve. Steve James. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks, Steve. How are you? Good. I I, I think I have to hold this fucking button down. Well, I've got another headset. Let me grab. No, I got I got an iTunes one. This is supposed to be like really good. Oh, okay. All right, Steve's going to go and grab the other one because apparently I think you've got to hold in a button to talk on, uh, on that. Can't, it's a, can't have it's that. A, no, it's a whiz bang one, but I think it's too good for its own good. Well, I think we got. Um, I think Steve's mic, mic is all set up now. And he doesn't okay, have to work? push. Does no. that work? Yeah, that works. Cool. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. All right, cool. All right, cool. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thanks, right, Steve. Bye, guys. See you, mate. Okay, so that was the <laughs> that was the entire <laughs> that was episode. Yeah, yeah that, that was the lost episode, the famous lost uh, tapes of um, of kicking back, where my good friend uh, Steve Byrne, who I was staying with in LA, he uh, he generously, after a full day of shooting in at the Warner Brothers lot for his sitcom. Uh, he said, right, let's do this podcast, and we did it. And I must say it was one of the best podcasts that we've done. It was. And I think even I was actually funny in that one. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Every, everyone was bouncing and jumping yeah. back, was getting laughs, and it was like, you know, just a great conversation that we had, and we lost it. And it, it was most unfortunate. But but we will get... We'll... makes me hungrier to do that episode again. And, know, and actually yeah. a lot of the reworked episodes that I've done, I just redid one with Ezra. Yeah. And, and it's better. It was better. Yeah, because well, you get the you get the sort of you've done the groundwork. Yeah, it's like in in uh, software development they call this rework when you have to redo something. That's a nice way of saying you you screwed up and you got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, well that's like when the customer says, "Oh, I want it to look like this," and you do it, and then they go, "Oh, could you change this and change that and change this and change that?" And it's like nothing like the first one, and you're yeah. basically having to rework every single piece of it. Sure. But sometimes you end up with something better. Well, yeah. And like I mentioned before, I think... It's now just painful. You, yes, it is. <laughs> We're just justifying it to ourselves what, that it will be better. But, but see, so you got to know Steve a bit through doing that. And, you know, he got to yeah, know And he got you. to know how skilled I am <laughs> recording. And, it was wonderful. And, I mean, and then we, uh, you know... So I'm sure I he when, holds when me right back, up there. When we come back to doing it, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good and, for uh, and so in terms of coming up, I'm going up to the Gold Coast and doing a show with uh, Arj up there, Arj Barker. Oh, and yeah. then I'm um, spending, uh, we're staying up um, around the area for a few nights. I'm going to be at Akmal's for a couple nights. Do you think we'll have Arj on the show? Why not? You want him on? We'll get him. Yeah, why not? Uh, I just, no, 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 no. Well, I have seen him perform. Well, yeah, you, well, you, so yeah, you've, got, you've already you know, got that connection. And I he, could and give he him... knows about Shremka. Oh, dear. Know, he's, been, uh, he's been told about Shremka. Oh, no. So. So I could, but I suppose at some point when enough of your friends are on the show and they report back, it's going to kill our chances of getting guests. Yeah, when the well, I think uh, Akmal's episode was very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Well, Akmal, he, yeah, uh, the thing I love about Akmal is he just doesn't hold back. He'll hey, this, reveal is like, everything. this is the retrospective show. Oh, we're, we're like, we're, we're we like, have a theme to it. We're summarizing the first yes. 11 or whatever episodes we yes. did. And, and the amazing Jonathan was an amazing episode because he revealed sides to himself that shouldn't be revealed. Yeah, yeah, which I, uh, which I thought was good. I, I, it I, was, I, I, it I, was an I, honest show. The brutal honesty of it. Yeah, I it think was, was heartfelt. 
And it was like capturing a bright star before it faded, mm. feeling it will perpetuate. Yeah. The thing I thought was most touching about that one was when he said he's going to gift his routine to you, as if you can't just steal it anyway. But it was really <laughs> nice that he gave you permission. Well, well, you know what? I was talking to Steve about this, and just over the over the week that Steve and I were hanging out, I was sharing a lot of the stories because he. That's how I got to know Steve through Jonathan. He opened for Jonathan in Raleigh, North Carolina, many years ago, and. And he, he has, like, total respect for Jonathan. Although, you know, Jonathan's like a comic magician and within the com- comedic industry, someone that uses props or someone that does, you know, comedy magic, they've done it, uh, but with Jonathan, he was the one guy that, you know, people gave kudos to in, right. in the comedy in the comedy world. Yeah, we are just talking about that. And I was telling him all these stories and Steve's like, dude, you got to write a book. You know, all of these stories that just would, would make for a great book. I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what, I'd love to do a one-man show about my relationship with Jonathan, you know, from a 12-year-old kid seeing this you guy. do it. Yeah, do it. yeah. And, and so, uh, so I said this at the end of the, after that podcast, when he mentioned that in the podcast, I said at the end of the night, you know, do you want to, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a one-man show. Does that get your, you know, you know your approval and, and like a retrospect of, of, you know, your life and our, our friendship and working relationship? And with, you could call with, it the amazing Jolison. <laughs> something, or something else. Yes. <laughs> I liked your I liked your show about your time at Venice Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looking and back you know, on. like having watched your videos you're putting up there on joelosborne.com, you are you you've got the art art thing, you've got the creative directorship thing, you've you've got an eye for the the interesting story, like your Empire State Building, watching the floors count off, and yeah. then then it opens up when you've you've matched it with music. Like, yeah, yeah. And really. then you have the 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 um, Central Park reveal of the mm. the music. Like, loving it. Yeah, great. Well, it's but you know what? The, my only self criticism with that stuff is I've just been doing it on the fly. You you know, like you do. You, you you're somewhere, bam, and you start. You know, you do a video because the best camera is the one in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I, but also too, I think if I worked a little harder and found an angle on each thing that I'm saying rather than just blah 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 blah. Yep, got it. And then I look at it later on and I think, ah, I should have said this and I could have said that. Well, that's after when the you fact. use your little post-it note and your and your grid. Yeah, yeah. But after that point, I've left. I'm no longer at the Empire State Building. I did it. I was I'm at gone. a theme park, and there was a, a big Ferris wheel, and there was like. So I took video of the Ferris wheel and the rides and I did an intro and an outro. Right. And I don't know yet what my point is. But right, right, When I right. figure it out, then I can do a voiceover with the imagery. No, it's nice. So I've just basically yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've stored you, the you moment. But I knew it was just a rare moment in time. How often are you at a theme park overlooking a volcano? Yeah, come on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and what I thought would be the, um, the storyline didn't end up being the storyline. Right. I thought the storyline would be, hey – this is a marketing lesson. You pay to get in and then you can go and write all the different things and they've got you in this environment and then they upsell you with gifts and they upsell you with food. Mm-hmm. I was wrong though. When you get in, you still have to pay for all the rides. <laughs> oh, really? It's like they, oh, they, like they stab you. Wow. It's like you're in now, you've already paid, yeah, you're invested you in it, but you can't go on the ride unless you pay more. Wow. So it's like buying a car and then saying, oh, what, you wanted a steering wheel? Oh, oh yeah. All the added extras. You want wheels? You want, yeah, yeah, you want so an you, engine. You sort of, oh, well, you're one foot oh, well. in and you're, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, that's like Jetstar. That's their way of doing Is it. Is it? Like, oh, yeah, pay so, for your bag. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you, you want to bring luggage? Oh, you got to pay this. So maybe I could do it about how you create an ill feeling with Customers, yeah, no, if you no. if you if you get them in at a low entry and then you stab them all the way up the tree. Yeah, but that's 
but that's uh, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, there's no amount of marketing or advertising that can buy that back that positive perception. So that's why I'm really like I get annoyed with a lot of airlines now when you got to pay for an extra bag or you get onto the flight while well, I got to pay for food now. All this stuff I used to get for free that you've now stripped away and now adding back on as extra payments and and they spend millions and millions on advertising to create a perception. They should just spend that money on food. Yeah, and and my and word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you're traveling, you go, you know, don't go Tiger because you're just going to get you're not even going to turn up on time. So forget about that. But you know, go well. I don't even. There's no airline. My favorite Qantas. You got to pay for extra baggage now. So yeah. So if you can, it's better just to have a price and include as much. Include what? Include everything. Don't don't try little little tricks. Yeah, it's it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. And if they'd um. If they'd let people ride all the stuff, I reckon they'd stay longer and eat more food and stuff. Yeah, you know, there'd be another way. Yeah. We'll just put the yeah, entry yeah, price yeah, up. Yeah, totally. I'll be just, fair. I'll, so. And also, with, see, another gripe with Qantas too. The one thing that differentiates themselves from every other airline is they're the safest airline in the world. They've mm. been around longer than any other airline. And, you know, there are, you, you have confidence. You know, got to fly, got to fly Qantas, got to fly Qantas. Remember Rain Man? No. Okay. okay. Oh, no, I do. I do. I just wanted. I thought if so, I had a little pause, it'd be humorous so, so, because <laughs> you're out there all by yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> me well, I could. I could go into my Qantas routine. You know how everything extra you're paying for, and then one day you're going to get on the flight. Yeah, and your captain this evening will be passenger in seat seven C. That's me. I don't know how to fly a plane, and the, oh, route, and the routine continues. Do the other one. Uh, uh, your captain for this flight is uh, Peter Phillips. Oh shit, not oh, him. Not that guy. Or what was yeah. what's Clint's one? Are you um, able to steal his joke? Uh, he, he does. Um, his was quite he, funny. He does like a cab driver. You know, like he says, the plane's like the cockpit of a plane. Um, the the DJ. Equipment. What does he say? What is what sort of names that anyway? Yeah. Cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, and then he just goes into the whole rap. Yeah. Because well, it's literally this is your cap, a pit with cocks in it. Yeah. Does he do that? Or is that your bit? I don't know. I'm, if, I don't know. If you're not using that, Clint, <laughs> feel free just to incorporate. <laughs> feel free to say. Yeah. I think that's... What is? I mean, what is the cockpit? What is it? A pit with cocks? Is this thing on? Hello. <laughs> That was oh, my uh, 1980s uh, comedian impression. That was that's good. You've got what some... is going on with the pit? Where <laughs> is the cock? That sounds Se- Seinfeldish. It is. Yeah. Is it? It's somewhere. You do also yeah. like the that one with the the trolley where they roll down the. Oh, the virgin and... material. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the lady wax into me. Yeah. So if you've if you're not keen on Qantas and you're not quite keen on Virgin, uh, what do you do? Yeah. Catch a fair star, the, yeah. the fun oh, ship yeah, or something. Yeah, fantastic. It's Great option. On a floating RSL. That's fantastic. <laughs> but the uh, the airlines, I was impressed with going overseas too and traveling. And our good friend Brent, you know, uh, he, we've been sending back little messages. Well, bet, you know someone's a good friend when they come around and sit at your little school desk. Oh, they are. They that's, are. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> it is. James's favorite um, piece of furniture in my apartment. well. When you came today, I had my desk lowered in its lowest possible. I like to that. Make you feel it was a nice home. touch. It was a and nice touch. You brought me a birthday present, a, a surfing book of amazing photos. I just want to acknowledge that. Oh well, that's uh, both um, privately and publicly and pu- on this podcast. Yeah. Joel is the number one gift giver after Sean Moran. Right. Sean is a is a great gift giver. I don't know. I, don't, Sean, I know. I, don't know I know you have a slight look of disappointment. Well, I don't on your know, face. Sean. No, I'm more. You do I'm, know, I'm Sean. Comedian, Sean. Oh, comedian, Sean. A, yeah, he, yeah, sure. What is so? Is it true yes. that all comedians are good gift givers? 
Okay, you got any other examples? No, no. It's not true at all. I wouldn't. So no. on a sample size of two, no. it doesn't pan out. No. It's just a, it's a freak no. anomaly. It is. I wonder what else you two have in common. Or would you even argue that you don't have the comedy in common? <laughs> hey, Sean. James said that. Sean, James said that. <laughs> that, was, that was mean. I don't right. know. Ask Ezra. Oh, <laughs> I would. I will. I'll ask Ezra that. So, no, I, I saw that book that, that you know, if I, here's the thing, and I think I'm... No, we spoke about this on the um, with Steve. Yeah, so I was so thinking we've already covered this no, topic. We, we, we but have, but we haven't. We haven't. If I see a gift for a friend and I know that they'll like it, it doesn't matter what it is, how much it is, I'll just get it. Or when you it know? is, you just get it. Yeah, it's got to be done. And um, I got Steve uh, a present, uh, a guitar, but a, a limited edition. They're only making a thousand of them. These Sheraton Epiphones, um, which is just like the Noel Gallagher one. You know, the one I have. The, yeah. The one in my coffee table. Yeah, so one of those with a Union Jack printed on it, which Noel Gallagher played uh, at um, Main Road. Very nice. Now, if if you want to send Joel a gift, he likes Air Jordans collectibles. Retro. What size are you? Retro 10. 10, US 10. Just putting it out there. Retro Jordan. Retro, like um, the, you know, three, four, five, five yeah, sevens, six. Yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, those those earlier Jordan shoes. <laughs> which which James, you have now jumped I've, on board. I've, I've started. Did you just buy that pair before? No, I just added to cart. So oh, okay, it's, it's okay. semi committed. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't doubt that I'll buy it. Well, you're going to be pimping some fine kicks now. You're I was just be... wondering if I should wait for my first pair to arrive and and, and check the size before yeah. I just launch the you know launch sure, the next. Sure. Thing. No, that's a that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm not normally that conservative. Mm. And apparently, it's not that hard to fence off a pair of Air Jordans if you don't if they don't fit. Um, no. Like, no, 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 no. They're, they're... You know, they're, they're a hot commodity. You know, people get stabbed. These people, a guy got stabbed on the release of some this Jordans. This very last encouraging. Year at the Foot Locker. No, right. but no, the, the, he didn't get, you know, back in the day, you'd get rolled for your Jordans. Right. Uh, when I was a teenager, if you wore them down George Street in Sydney, you, you would get rolled. Well, I was hanging out with someone in the Philippines and I noticed a little jumping man on the back of the, oh, hey man, they're Air Jordans. And, and he scampered yeah. away real quick. Like, but and, but then I said to my other friend, Man, how come he's got Air Jordans? And my other friend said, "Well, he's borrowed them because he doesn't have a pair of shoes and he plays oh. basketball." So, oh, really? I'm wondering now if he rolled someone for them. <laughs> yeah, the rolling is a different term yeah. in the film. Hey, hey, may I borrow your wallet? Yeah, while I hold this, <laughs> yes, this um, sharp object yes. near your throat. But because this guy, because at the Foot Locker there in the states, this guy got stabbed. Because every they just rush this uh, store. What, what is the attraction? Why, why are we addicted to them? I, I need to understand this before it takes well, me over. It's and... kind of a nostalgic thing. My brother, he had a pair of Jordan 4s, the black ones, and they were the original 89 issue, and I thought they were the coolest shoes when I was a kid. And then he get, when he had worn them out, he gave them to me. And they were way too big for me. I was walking around like Ronald McDonald, but I, was, I, I didn't care. I put tissues down the front of it. Some so, things from that era are pretty... Nostalgic. I was watching uh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake doing like the best of rap. Right. Have you yeah. seen it? Like no, one, no. two, three, four, or something. And they get out and they bust out all the rhymes from that era. It's really oh. good. Maybe we can put a video on our site at kickingback.com right near this episode. Not only can we link it, we can embed it. Yeah, like we have the technology. Man, we're, 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 we're stepping up now. Yeah. K- kicking back steps up. 
The uh, you know Air I, Jordans. I saw a really interesting doco called The Art of Rap by Ice T, and it's about basically the history of rap and where it came from, and that was that was really interesting. But more, even more interesting is a is a DVD called um, Just for Kicks, and it's about the world of sneakers and collectibles. So it covers you know the uh, the back history of sneakers and where, how they became popular, like the first Air Jordans. Now Jordan, when he because Jordan Nike wasn't a big brand at this point. This is back really? in the eighties, mid eighties. Before it was after the Waffle Iron. Yeah, yeah, but they, they were they were known, but they weren't Nike like we right, know them. Right. And so they came. This is before slave labor. Yeah, pre sweatshop. Yeah, pre sweatshop. Yeah, and they and they had a meeting with Jordan, and Jordan's agent at the time went, went into this meeting, and Jordan kept like stone faced the whole time, and it was between Asics. No, sorry. Um, what are they? What, what are they called? Um, Adidas, and that's what Jordan wore at the time. And Adidas wanted, or Adidas, as they say in the states, wanted Jordan, and Nike wanted Jordan. And they went into the meeting, and they were sitting there, and they came out, and Jordan says, "We go with Nike," and he didn't give anything away in the meeting. So his agent went back in with Nike and said, "What is your budget?" And they said, "Oh, it's like you know, sixteen million or something." And he said, "Right, you pay Jordan sixteen million, and he'll wear your shoes." And at the time, it was you, you weren't allowed to wear your own shoes on the court. It had to be NBA issue shoes that you wore basketball boots. But he went forget it. So he went on wearing the Nikes. He was fined a few grand every game, but it didn't matter. Then they became like the biggest shoe around the because Jordan it was once. rebellious and yeah, cool. totally, totally. And that's the the famous jump shot of Jordan where he's wearing the Jordan ones. And then Nike just became you know within a short within a year their their. Did he business. say why he went with them? Um, because, well, I think, no, he didn't, he didn't tell me, (laughs) (laughs) I think he, I think he just thought they had the best, um, they could do, you know, they could do the best for what he wanted. And, but it's interesting how his agent said he couldn't tell. He thought that Jordan didn't want to go with him. And as soon as he stepped out, he just said, poker face. Yeah, totally. Maybe he liked one of the people pitching it. Possibly. Possibly. And I don't have all the figures. They're all on, on. Online, I'm just, sure. We'll just can, make them up. Just no, make them up. None of he our listeners are going to research. He made a zillion dollars on it. <laughs> yeah. But then the Jordan shoes came out, and so this. But this doco just for kicks is about these guys that collect shoes, and they talk about the old days when you'd be killed for a pair of great shoes. You know, people would roll you and were willing to kill you for it. And when I was a kid, I, I don't know if anyone that got killed, but you know. A lot of my oh, no, I remember going to Hoyt's and George Street, yeah. in the movies. And you would never go down that, really that little side alley yeah, where Don, Don Quixote. Not to wear your new... At the time, I, I hope this isn't offensive, but I had some white high-top Reeboks. Yeah. Like they were, pretty, were they pumps? Yeah, yeah. whatever. They were the, the ants' pants of, yeah. of high-top basketball shoes in mm-hmm. the 80s yeah. at the time. Yeah. Maybe it was before all this dealing and wheeling. Yeah. I'd put it around the wrong way. Did that come out? No, 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 no. Yeah. But I was waiting for the offensive part. The Reebok yeah. part. Are they, are they a passe brand? Oh, Reebok. No, they're all right. You know, yeah. there's a nostalgic uh, sentiment there for them. So do you, you don't collect sneakers from other brands? No, no. Just the Jordan 4s is what I started with and the, uh, and the Jordan 5s. I've got a pair of them. But the, uh, the, what I liked about this was the stories of these guys who collect sneakers and there's a guy who still collects them and he talks about back in the day when he was gangbanging and going around and getting, you know, ripping, you know, shoes off of these, you know, young white kids walking the streets in New York. But he's over that now. But he said he's... He, <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> we'll be safe. 
But he now he still collects them. But he said the shoes have taken him all around the world. He says he doesn't do it online. He he does it the old school way, where he finds out where a pair of shoes are. And he's been to to France and to Denmark. And he goes, whenever would I travel to those places? It's these shoes that have taken me there and given me these life experiences. What does so, he do with them? Puts him in a cupboard. Pretty sad, really. <laughs> but, but at least oh, he's well travelled. But these guys, and some shoes you don't wear, like an '89 pair of Jordans. You, you don't wear them because you hear stories of people that buy them, wear them, they just crumble. You know, really? Because it, you know, it's an old. The rubber's so old, and they turn yellow, and the and the it goes all milky with the. So um, these the ones we're buying, are they new ones or are they yeah, old yeah, ones no, that were well, over the ones overbought? No, they're 2012. They did a re-release. Of um, the Jordan fours, so yeah, they're only a couple of years, but they're a retro re-release. The threes that might have been about two thousand or two thousand and thirteen, I think, last year. Right, so basically, in, within the last few years of the time of recording, obviously, if you're listening to this ten years in the future, yes, it, a it's um, been far more successful than we Very could have imagined. Yes. Uh, <laughs> B, <laughs> that's so sad. Um, B. Uh, it means that they're they're probably new, but they look old. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like some of my surfboards. They're modern technology, like fiberglass, etc. But they're styled with the old traditional brand, yep. but with some modern touches. Well, it's like the nine footer that you've got. Nine two. Nine two. Yeah, the and being... I sent a pic- I showed a picture of that to my dad because I was there that afternoon that you bought it. And he and he's like, well, I had a I had a board just like that, but he said it was one of the wooden ones. Yeah, that had the plug in the back. Yeah, the so I've been learning things. about the construction methods, the the shaping, um, how and in the rails and where yeah. the volume is and the, the the nose shape and the fin shape and how it grips and turns and etc. And as I learn more about it, it's really interesting me uh, when I ride it to translate the board shape into the way that it performs and it's just really fascinating when you get interested in any subject yeah sure but especially with that too like we were saying before how you're into the long boards and how there's more of a i don't know there's a coolness to that you know you're cruising the way it's because the hipsters are into it oh yeah a lot of them don't wear uh, leashes oh really yeah they're like really hardcore traditionalists and what's the reason for not wearing looks cooler yeah come on it's not safe no, no, but it that's does a, look cool. What you get a board in the head? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, so it's that's where like those um, what are they called? Fixies? Those um, bicycles with no brakes? They're minimalist bikes. Right, right. They got they got no one cog, like one gear, no re- brakes. They should really commit to it, like you know. It, but that's what these that's what some of the hipsters do. They like they they go minimal or um they they remove things. But that, they but they should commit to that in all areas of their life. They should drive cars with no brakes. They, should, you know, <laughs> they can't fly afford in, a car. In planes that I have I no think wings. They know. can't afford a car if they're being a hipster because they generally don't like to work too much. No, no, and they like to wear tight pants, very tight, with with their pockets full. So they look like these, like you know, you know, the joppers like that the German big troops, chain things. The on German them. troops used to wear those joppers on oh, the side, and that's what their pants end up looking like. It's like unless you're riding a horse, I don't think the tight shoe, the tight pants are. No, they're riding bikes with no brakes and surfing boards with no leashes and wearing um, Gestapo attire. You know, it's just. Oh, I'm not saying that. You've seen that with the slick hair. They got the pomade yes, hair and, and a moustache. You know, yeah. big, big moustache like. Um, yep. Like, um, but they do have some cool stuff. They've set up barber shops around here, and yeah, yeah, and, sure, uh, sure. They're, they're trendy. But I don't know if it's my trend. I'm not. I can't be that trendy. Nah. 
<laughs> That's for the past, you know. We've got to look forward. We've got to move forward. Speaking of forward, I think we should quit while we're behind. Quit while we're behind, as <laughs> we, always. We as should always. Uh, end soon. How long have we been talking for? Uh... Thirty-eight minutes. And, okay, well, that's all right. You know, that's that's a good roughly. That's a good. That's of that's, time. Enough. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. Oh, and but the other well, we've got plenty of other big news. The other one. What? Come on, we got other news. Um, we'll tease us with the next episode. Well, I'm writing on a TV show. Oh my god! Really? Oh my god! Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll cover that in the next episode. This is this is called an open loop. Open yeah, it's it? where we say what's coming next so oh, that if right. someone was thinking of abandoning, abandoning the show, yes. Yes. that they can't now because they just the curiosity compels oh, them riveting. to. Oh, Greg, oh. can you feel that? They do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do, do, Greg is our, our main listener. He's, he's our and, number one fan. And uh, designer. But Greg, but Greg, I had a friend today say, man, who designed the, um, the postcard, you know, postcard from the road, yeah, large yeah. letter postcard. At joelosborne.com. That's it. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I came up with the concept, I passed it on to Greg, and he worked his magic, and behold. Greg, I've been talking all about Greg today on my other podcast. Oh, you have? did a whole case study on his journey from misery to success. And uh, he's very, I, mean, I, I want to know this story. Since, from, but let me guess, there was misery. Then he met James Shremko, and then there was success. You got it in one. <laughs> you can listen to that on episode two of SalesMarketingProfit.com. That's a fascinating journey. But enough about Greg. Let's That's talk about what do you think about Greg? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to be talking about your writing for a TV show. Mm. We'll. Maybe we'll talk about more. We'll talk about your new board. Yes. Yes. I've I've got an exciting uh, it's uh, exciting things happening there. Yeah. You're, you're, and then your new pair of kicks. A new pair of kicks. That you're gonna uh, my be first sporting. new pair of yeah. Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're my birthday present, by the way. To yourself. To myself. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's cute. Listener, do you get yourself birthday presents? Go and comment on kickingback.com. We'd love By to listener, see a comment. We mean Greg. Yeah. Um, tell us about Greg. Tell us about your shoe wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end it there, for real. For real. For real. I know I'm that's your favourite. <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.